The best healthcare is there in ways big and small. There when we most and least expect it. We may not see it, but we feel it. It lets us know we're not in this alone. Everyone deserves a healthcare partner who never quits. One who's there for what matters. United Healthcare, there for what matters. It's Not Your Fault is a podcast for parents, caregivers, and young people navigating the world and its challenges. Here's your host, Brandon Jones. And welcome back to another installment of It Is Not Your Fault, a team mental health podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Jones. And on today's episode, we are talking about parents coping with burnout. Parents coping with burnout. And this is not a new topic to the podcast. It's not a new topic to many of you, especially the folks who are working with adolescents. You have probably got close to the space of burnout or you've actually been in the space of burnout when it comes to parenting. Now, this topic comes uh by way of a conversation that i was having with my wife now we don't have a teen just yet in our home we have a pre-teen i have a 10 year old daughter who is definitely uh inching her way into the teenage years and giving us all the business what it means to uh parent a teenager i've worked with young people adolescents uh for much of my therapeutic career and really just much of my career in general, I've always worked with young people. Um, they are the ones who drive my life force and some of the reasons why I do my life work. Uh, and we are starting to feel in our own home some of those headaches that come with uh, parenting a teenager. So, But uh, we were having a conversation because of some of the things that, one, our own daughter is starting to show us, but also my wife let me into the mom community uh, and share with me that there is a community online. There, there there's, I think there's multiple communities, but overall there's a mom community where mothers engage in various different mother talks online. But she said she's been noticing a lot more burnout conversations happening in the mothering space. And it's not just with teens, it's just in general. So that's what prompted me to say, hey, this is a good opportunity for me to do a podcast on it. There's probably parents and caregivers who listen to this podcasts that are probably dealing with some of the similar stuff and let me share that and I think that's we're at this interesting point in time of the year it's the beginning of the year many people have stopped doing their new year's resolutions many people are starting to get back into the funk of things now the holidays are pretty much wrapped up and folks are just kind of adjusting to real life and they're dealing with and they're and they're overwhelmed they're over let's just be honest people are overwhelmed at the moment with what's going on so we're going to talk a little bit about burnout today so first, let's just define what burnout is, because I think people say they're burnt out and really they're just distressed or they're stressed out or they're just in a space where it's uncomfortable and they might not really be at a place of burnout just yet. So, you know, stress is a normal part of life. Everyone has stress. Most people have what we call positive stress. Now, positive stress is like when you forget to set your alarm the night before and you wake up late. And now you're days behind or you're late for a meeting or what whatnot because you just set your alarm. Over time, you'll get to that space, that place. Um, you know, people will forgive you for being late or whatnot. You're able to just kind of navigate and move forward based on the situation that happened. That's what we call positive stress. Everyone has that. But then you have what we call tolerable stress, and tolerable stress is more severe. 
this is like when someone passes away, um, you know, doesn't feel good. Your stress hormone levels are pretty high, but over time, uh, you're able to get support around the issue. You're able to think through the issue a little bit more, develop some coping skills and move forward. And then we have what we call toxic stress and toxic stress is a space where burnout definitely lives. And many people, when they get to that toxic stress level, they will be met with moments of burnout, if not uh, entirely be met with burnout in general. Toxic stress is strong, frequent, and prolonged stressors. You're in situations and dynamics that don't feel comfortable to you. You don't always have the coping skills to push through those situations. You don't have the support to push through those situations. And sometimes you're just stuck. And this happens to people. It happened to me, not in the parenting aspect, but professionally. I was burnt out as a therapist, and that's why I no longer practice clinically anymore. Still in a therapy space, still still in a therapy world, but I approach it from a whole different aspect uh, career-wise at this point in time of my life. But um, it happens to the best of us. We all get to a point in time of being burnt out. So what happens when you do get burnt out? What is burnout? Let's start out there first, actually. So burnout is when you don't have the coping skills, the motivation, or the support to move forward. Say that again. Burnout is when you don't have the coping skills, the motivation, or support to move forward. You're at a place of stuck. You start to depersonalize things. You start to become overwhelmed with things. You start to discredit yourself for what you've done or what you are doing. You start to lose a lot of motivation in continuing on with things. You start to lose a lot of your agency as a parent. You start to believe that there's no other way that things are going to get any better. Your mindset is in a really negative place. That's ele- th- Those are elements of burnout. And what ends up happening for a lot of parents when they end up being in this burnt out space is that they isolate. They isolate from their partner. They isolate from their co-parent. <clears throat> they isolate from the other adults who really should be able to help assist with the dynamic that you're in. Now, I do realize that there are some parents that they are the only adult in the dynamic. And the hope is if you have adolescents, that those adolescents can be somewhat mature, somewhat responsible to chip in and take a little bit of uh, the stressor away and, and assist with some of the relief. That's not always the case. So it's important for uh, parents and caregivers to really start to develop their GPS system when it comes to parenting and that GPS system, just how are they navigating the parenting? Being as proactive as possible with their self-care is one of the goals. And I'm gonna share some of those tips. If you're not in a burnout space right now as a parent, I really encourage you to start developing these uh, opportunities and these strategies now, because there is a good chance that you will get to that space at one point in time. We're all human. We can only bear so much. And we know the challenges that come with parenting young people. So the first thing that I want to encourage you all to do, and this is the hardest thing, so I want to admit that right away, is embrace the chaos. Embrace the chaos, but set boundaries. Yes, acknowledge that things are not okay. One of the reasons, and I learned this very early on in my therapeutic career, one of the reasons why many people are not successful at therapy is that they don't want to accept the reality of what has happened or is happening. I'll say that again. One of the reasons why many people are not successful at therapeutic treatment is because they don't want to accept the realities of what has happened or what is happening. 
And sometimes accepting that reality is some very challenging stuff. And I understand that. And and the goal is not to harm anyone or to label anyone or judge anyone based on that acceptance. It's really to get people to convince themselves that they are in a new space or that they can be in a new space today. And that is one of the steps to liberating ourselves, to really developing what we talked about in some previous podcasts, that growth mindset for adults is moving forward. But in order to do that, parents must set boundaries. So embracing the chaos doesn't mean you just let things go and things get just all loosey-goosey. No, you have to set some boundaries there. Remember, you are the parent, you are the caregiver. You do respect the young people's voice and choice, but you are in the dominant position and dominant role. You have more authority and more influence, and sometimes you have to flex that muscle if you can. So setting those boundaries is going to be important. And make sure you're setting those boundaries where you're protecting yourself as a parent and the young person in the in the dynamic as well. So try to make those boundaries as, um, I, I try not to use the word fair, I would say as just as possible, where the just do the correct action is happening for both the parent and the young person as best as possible. The next uh, strategy, we're gonna call these strategies that I will uh, suggest that you do is build a village. Don't go at this alone, find some friends, they might be virtual, they might be in person. Um, find a group of people who are also doing parenting in your age group. Sometimes it means going to PTA meetings at the school. It might be searching up a Facebook group. I mean, it might just be, you know, connecting with people in your apartment complex, whatever it is, connect people, build a village of folks who understand what's going on. Raising a child is difficult. Uh, it is definitely not a one person job. It is a job that, it, that many people are responsible for contributing in, but you want to make sure that you have those connections, those families, those friends, and those associates, those people around you to help you navigate the parenting world, the parenting dynamic. The next strategy, find humor. Yes, sometimes you have to laugh at some of this stuff. I mean, some of the stuff is so ridiculous that you have to laugh to stop from crying. I know that's a very common statement in community that I come from is we laugh from stop from crying, but sometimes you do got to laugh from stop from going insane, <laughs> like from losing your mind. You have to laugh at some of the craziness that happens. I know even for myself, my 10 year old is very, very mouthy. And what I mean by that, I use that term. Uh, it, it, I, uh, actually, I use that term very specifically because that's the term that I grew up with of talking back is being mouthy. So that's part of my childhood. So I use that. I'm like, man, she's so mouthy. She does not understand the concept of no talking back. She just will keep talking. Even when I say, hey, you're talking back. This is an example of talking back. Please stop doing that. She just can't stop. She just keeps saying, she'll talk under her breath. She'll just keep talking. It's to the point now for me to keep my own sanity that I just have to laugh at how silly it is that she can't stop talking. It's to the point where her eight-year-old sister even tells her, you are talking back. Don't talk back to dad. And then they get into little arguments and then I have to break up that. And it's just a whole nother dynamic to the puzzle. But man, you got to use some humor to laugh at some of the craziness. Now, it doesn't have to get disrespectful. It doesn't have to be um, harmful. But sometimes you just have to take a step back and just laugh at just how out of sync stuff is because it's better than crying about it. <laughs> like use some humor to the dynamic or the situation. 
Uh, self-care isn't selfish. I am a big proponent about being proactive with your self-care, which is what I call sustainable wellness. Take care of yourself now. Don't wait. Don't wait for the big explosion to happen within the family dynamic. Take care of yourself now. You have to build those healthy practices today so that when stuff does show up, you are in a really good position to deal with those things moving forward. So um, the next uh, I'm a couple more things. Two more things I'm going to share with you. Uh, the next thing is it's okay to ask for professional help. You know, I always add that into my list of tips. Don't be afraid to seek out a parenting coach, seek out a mentor, seek out, read books, seek out a therapist or a counselor or a case manager, social worker, whatever. People who work with people and help with these dynamics, don't be afraid to seek those folks out. And you don't have to go directly to them to pay them to do these things or join a program. Sometimes people have really good content on YouTube, TikTok. I found some really great parenting coaches on TikTok. Very great. They got great tips, short form. Sometimes they have lives where you can ask questions. Go ahead and reach out to some people who study this, who understand this, who engage with folks who may be dealing with the same issues that you're dealing with every day. Don't sit in isolation and deal with it alone. Don't be afraid to ask for help or to connect with folks or find resources when you need them. And then the last tip that I want to just add in here is remember that this is a journey. This is a journey and you're helping these young people develop into their adulthood. Don't think that you're messing them up, that you did something wrong. Don't blame yourself. They're going to develop who they are, but do your best to help, you know, navigate it as best as you can. You know, you're not going to change the young person. You're going to influence them, absolutely, but you're not going to fix them or change them or any of these other type of ideas that we like to have as parents that we're going to do for the teenagers in our lives. You want to help guide them as carefully as possible so they don't cause any harm to themselves and that they do have an opportunity to be successful young people in this world. That's the goal. So pace yourself as you do it. Use some of these tips. Support these young people. Have conversations with them. Talk to them. And hopefully things will be okay and you will avoid the space of burnout. I'm going to stop running my mouth. That is, it is not your fault, a team mental health podcast where we talk to parents, caregivers, youth workers, and all those things in between about the lives of young people and how we can be helpful and successful. Now, if you want to get in contact with me, there's three ways. The first way is to go to the Facebook group. Yes, there's an article. I posted all these tips in the article on the Facebook group. It is not your fault. A team mental health podcast on Facebook. Just go ahead and search. It's not your fault podcast. You'll find us. Go ahead and add us there. You'll see episodes there, articles that I write, et cetera. The next place, if you want to get in contact with me directly, is at my personal website, www.jegna.org. That's jegna.org. You can learn what a jegna is there. You can learn more about myself at the website. And then lastly, if you want to check out me and more dynamic podcasters, you can check us out at shalettamakesmelaugh.com. That is shalettamakesmelaugh.com. This is It Is Not Your Fault, a Team Mental Health Podcast. We will see you in the next episode. And until then, be safe, be constructive, and be well. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. To check out previous episodes of It's Not Your Fault or to learn more about Brandon Jones, log on to SheLetterMakesMeLab.com. Are you up to date? 
on your COVID-19 vaccination? It's not a one and done situation. You and your family may have gotten the original COVID-19 vaccine, but the virus keeps evolving. Getting the updated COVID-19 vaccine will protect you from newer variants that are circulating in our community. Talk to your health care provider to be sure you've received the updated vaccine. The new vaccines are approved for all and everyone six months of age and older, even for people who are immunocompromised or are pregnant or breastfeeding. To find out where you and your family can get your updated vaccine, go to vaccines.gov. That's vaccines.gov. Just type in your zip code and you'll find a convenient nearby option. Protect yourself and others this winter. It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community and we'll continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. You know Shaletta makes you laugh, but did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform you can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business. Unleash the power of smile for your team. Delta Dental of Minnesota offers coverage to fit your unique small business, leading to a better benefit package and a happier team. Visit deltadentalmn.org forward slash small business. Are you a woman known as a good listener? Do you have skills in de-escalating situations? Are you what they call a people person? then the Minneapolis Police Department would like to meet you. Now in a rebuilding phase, the Minneapolis Police Department is recruiting more women to wear the badge. The department offers career options for women with a high school diploma or GED. There are also opportunities for women with two and four year degrees who are ready to apply their skills in new ways. Police work makes a great second career for social workers, teachers, nurses. Women in their 30s and 40s are welcome to apply. There's no age cap. You'll be paid while you train and mentored by veteran women officers invested in your success. 
Minneapolis also welcomes current police officers to join the state's largest department. Make a difference on the streets, working in your community, in a career with competitive salaries and generous benefits. Go to MinneapolisMN.gov and search police jobs to find out more. You started your business with an idea and a plan for the future. A plan that got you off to a great start. But now you see new opportunities as well as new challenges. Work with a banker who understands your business goals and knows how to help you reach them. Work with Bremer Bank because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com.